Welcome back to Missions Now podcast. Everything and anything missions through the eyes of the missionary. Today we're back with Ms. Rogers, who is running a business in Asia. Today she's going to be talking about what it was like moving overseas with small children, what it was like to give birth on the mission field. One thing that she wishes people in the States realized about doing overseas missions. And then she's going to share with us the story of how God used tragedy and death to bring glory and life. All right, uh, we're back with Miss Rogers, who, uh, along with her husband, they're running a business on the mission field. Um, I wanted to ask you, what were some of the challenges that came with moving overseas with children? Um, I, th- I think the biggest challenge was the area that we lived in didn't have other kids their age. I should say uh, yeah. foreign kids. So a lot of the local kids were uh, lived at their school, like board, at boarding schools. Sure. And we kind of decided that we didn't want to put the kids in boarding school. Yeah. And so our older two, they had each other, which I was really thankful for that they had each other. But it was a bit of an, a, a bit isolating not having other kids their age. So um, my husband and I made a really big effort to to make life kind of fun for them. <laughs> Yeah. You know, sure. You know, yeah. and yeah. what and and I would always try to find things that they could do, you know, and mm. and then when starting the business, um, the kids jumped in, you know, fairly immediately and helped out in classes. And it okay. kind of I think that was something that they could be a part of. Yeah. So I think that was really good. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I could go back and ask them, you know, what they missed, but um, they actually have pretty fond memories of of our family unit together yeah Yeah. so you feel like it's important to make them feel a part of what you're doing that oh for sure it's not just a calling that god has put on you for sure it's on your whole family for sure and um i don't know i just every time i look at my kids i just see god doing something else in their lives like last week i was talking with somebody and he said you know he was going to pick up my son and his little airplane and take him up to Northern California. And I said, that's great. Cause I never taught him California geography, huh. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it goes, okay. strange the things they don't know. Right. Right? Yeah. right. And so, but I just go, God, you know, I, I always, I told people, I, I said, because our kids know, you know, who God is in their life, they're already ahead of the game. Yeah. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe my son's, you know, a little behind in math, you know, or, sure. or my daughter didn't know how to diagram a sentence. But um, I could drop them in Afghanistan and they'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She doesn't know how to diagram a sentence, but she can say it in three languages. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. And yeah, so I just, I would always focus on, it, there was challenges though with their schooling. I would say that that was the biggest one. Schooling yeah. was the biggest challenge. Now, how about the the people in the States that, that you left behind, right? Mm-hmm. How, how did they react 19 years ago hey mom hey dad i'm i'm moving overseas and i'm taking your grandkids yeah. with me how how was that um i think we felt support you know from some family members and you know um it wasn't easy it wasn't easy um but i i don't know with the amount of passion that Tim and I had, or with the amount of passion that we had to, um, to go, it kind of made up for 
anything that we had heard negative, yeah. you know, but I, I, I want to say we were, we were, we were supported by our family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What would you say to, to someone who had that fear? Like, aren't you afraid of what this is going to do to your kids? You know, what about their future? To right. somebody who thinks that you're yeah. ruining their future. Yeah, actually, I, I our kids are at an advantage having yeah. seen the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're at a huge advantage. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, he, my son doesn't know how to use a microwave, but <laughs> yeah. he's, he'll be, <laughs> yeah. He'll be okay. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, um, I sent him to the market once when he was 12. He would do the market shopping at the, for me. And I said, okay, go buy a chicken and some squash and onion. And he would take our electric scooter and, and go. And he came back pretty upset one day because I would be doing homeschool with my older daughter. And he would he, we'd take turns. And he came back upset. He said, you did not give me enough money for a whole chicken. <laughs> I had to buy half a duck. <laughs> and he had the duck cut in half, you know, from beak all the way down to the yeah the the feet and i said son you're 12 years old and you know how to move money around you know <laughs> to get enough uh food for to bring home for you your family for us. Yeah. yeah so you yeah. did the right thing son so you think there there are some advantages raising them in a foreign culture yeah i i, I really think it depends on the parents yeah i mean i'm not saying there's not issues with everybody but it's like and there's and i think it's it's i'm not saying it was all perfect like but Allowing our kids to be sad, allowing them to have emotions when things are hard, you know, and, and yeah, telling them, yeah, son, it does really stink that you don't have any kids your age. So what, what should we do about it? Let's yeah. complaining isn't um, really a form of strategy. So, yes. so let's, yeah. let's work towards making something because I, I, I think God has great things for you. So let's find him, mm. you know? Yeah. So. So now you said that when you first moved out, seven and a half months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you've had two of your children overseas, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk to me about that a little bit because you, you had your oldest in the States. Yeah. And uh, my wife is similar. We had a couple in the States, a couple yeah. overseas. Yeah. But, you know, if somebody, maybe they've been praying about the mission field and, uh, they're on their way out and they unexpectedly find themselves pregnant or they're yeah. concerned about that. So yeah. Just tell me a little bit about your experience with I just, that. Yeah, I, It just kind of came down to the fact that I thought, I think there was like, um, maybe, I don't know, you know, I don't know, 500,000 people born in Brazil last year. I don't know. I don't even right. know numbers. I just figured yeah. I'm like, if ladies can do it, if they can have babies, you know, maybe that's the wrong number. I'm, I'm totally off. But how many babies were born in Brazil last year? I just thought I can do it too. You know, yeah. I can have a baby in another country. And it was, it was pretty scary not knowing the language. Mm. But again, um, when I got off the plane, God was already there. Mm. Like it wasn't yeah. like he sent us out and left us, you know, he was there with us and, and the doors that he opened, you know, and what I didn't realize is that when my son was born, he was Brazilian. Uh, and I yeah. had at that moment yeah. something in common with every other woman in Brazil yeah. that had a baby, a baby, and I was a mother of a of a Brazilian, mm. and it it brought something that I a joy that I never expected was going to come with that, and a common ground to minister. Yeah, it it opens some doors, right? When people yeah. see the that. willingness, yeah, the willingness, willingness, to do that. right? Yeah. And and same in Asia too. That um, I actually when we tr- were. 
a long time ago when Tim and I had talked, I said, if, if we ever change countries, I, I, I really want to go with a baby, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And here 10 years later, we had Linda yeah. Grace <laughs> and Tim said, okay, I think we're going to move to Asia. And I said, okay, good. We got a baby. Let's go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I said, this is a great way to meet people. Yeah, you know, I kind of, yeah. it was, it was. And, um, and, uh, yeah. Now, a different experience giving birth overseas from in, in the States or was the hospital system there similar? It was, it was really different, really different the way the procedures that, um, how they did things. But I just decided that it was, I was willing to give up some of the comforts of having a baby in the States to gain something greater. Yeah. Yeah. If, if this is what he's called you to, and this the is whole birthing thing is a miracle in itself. Right. Like, you know, so yeah. it's like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So tell me, what's, what's one thing that you wish people in America understood about life on the mission field? What's, um, I think probably many. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I think that, that I'm no different than them. Hmm. That's what I wish I would want people to understand that um, I'm a woman, you know, middle-aged woman that has the same feelings and desires, you know, to nest and to have yeah. a home. And um, just like they are, that I'm no different, that yeah. um, sometimes it kind of hurts actually when people say things like, oh, uh, well, you're called to do that. That's mm. not for me. They would yeah. say, you know, that's for you. And I kind of think, well, I thought we were all called to follow Jesus, you know, in a different form. And so, you, you know. Um, I feel like it takes them off the hook a little bit. Like that's of, your yeah. calling. I could never do that. Yeah, kind of. And, or it, it, may, it puts me like on a, I'm in, in a different place. Like, that's for you. That's not for me. Right. That's, and so I, I guess I just feel like the life of faith, like walking by faith is for everyone. Yeah. And whether, um, it just depends on what God's asking you to do that day, mm. you know, faithfulness. And if it's talk to the cashier or talk to your neighbor or sit down, you know, and on this park bench and, you know, be available to pray with people. So I think our availability to being led by the by the Holy Spirit is is for all Christians, mm, right? Yeah. Whether whether you know, no matter the location. Yeah, that you can actually do the same things that I'm doing. Yeah, it's the setting is the setting is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, and so we kind of wrap it up here. I'd like to ask this of all my guests here, mm -hmm. but tell us: Do you have a, a memorable story you'd like to share with everybody? Um, yeah, so my best friend had come to visit with her 15-year-old daughter, and she, her 15-year-old daughter is my daughter's best friend. And um, they'd come to help us out for a couple weeks, and her daughter was going to be spending a month with us. Yeah. And um, we were actually um, traveling, and there was an accident, and her daughter fell and broke her neck and oh, died. Wow. And um, that actually, uh, you know, had never happened in our world, a, tra a tragedy like that, yeah, you know, sure. we didn't even know um, how to walk through that. Yeah, But we had just opened the business. We had, mm. It was a month and 20 days after we opened the business that the accident had happened. And 
at that point, I think if I could have, I would have run away. Yeah, I would have run away from the business and everything that we were doing there. But we just made all these commitments yeah. to these people, and um, so we went back after we came to the states and had the memorial, and then we went back and um, the landlord of the location that we were renting for the business stopped by um, to visit. And uh, it, again, it was the beginning of the business. We were all working like 10, 12 hour days. It was a lot of work and yeah. not the ideal situation and recovering from a traumatic accident. Sure. And um, But the landlord stopped by and she said, I, I heard about what happened and I'm sorry. And And I remember sitting there with her with tears just streaming down my face, just streaming down my face and I said, our hearts are broken, mm. but we have hope because we know where she is. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember just just the pain. I didn't hold I didn't hold anything back. Yeah. How much pain I was in. I told her I'd never felt pain like that at the loss that we had suffered and and um and then some time went by, maybe about two months, and our secretary said, Did you hear that um the landlord, Granny, she became a Christian. Wow. And I said, what? <laughs> How, who, who, who told her? What happened? Yeah. You know, kind of yeah. thing. And and so she said, I don't know, but she became, oh, I forgot to mention. Granny was um, Buddhist. Okay. And she was like kind of a leader in the Buddhist community in our city. And when we rented the building from her, I mean, the, all, the amount of Buddhas we had to return, you know, thank you. We're not going to be using this yeah. one. Oh, you can have this one back, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, there and was so many. One. And that one, you know, so many Buddhas we gave back to <laughs> her. keep this one. Uh, never mind. You can have that one too. <laughs> but so when she became a Christian, like she was the last, I mean, like, I mean, sure, I had prayed for it, but I mean, I didn't know it was going to come this way. Yeah. So I had seen her about a month later. She stopped by the shop and she said, did you hear I became a Christian? And I said, yeah, I'm kind of wanting to know what happened. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, really. how did this happen? And she said, well, you told me about the hope you have. Mm. And I thought to myself, is that what hope looks like? I didn't think so. Mm. I didn't know hope could, that, that in the depth of my sadness, that I was showing every bit of pain that I was in, but my hope was certain and it was for sure. Yeah. And she saw that. Oh. How could she see something hopeful in in the moment of my pain yeah. that was so, so deep. And after her conversation that she'd had with me, she had talked to, uh, talked to another Christian, a mutual friend of ours that was a believer, and, and he told her more. And she, she's an on-fire believer now and hosting wow. groups. And, wow, yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, like, and so to me, out of the depths of the pain that we experienced that, that God would show that our hope is for sure, you know, and it's mm. certain in him and that that would be a testimony to other people. Just that's probably one of my most memorable experiences. Yeah, that, that really is an, an amazing story. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ms. Rogers, thank you so much for your time. I've really enjoyed talking with you and hope to do it again. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. All right. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed. Uh, special thanks to Ms. Rogers for being with us these last two episodes as always if you enjoyed listening please feel free to share to tell your friends about it and we'll see you next time